You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 698, Forewarned is Forearmed. And welcome to episode 698 of Legion Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Spring Break Boy. Yay! Are you going to go to Panama City Beach? No, I'm pretty much going to, you know, be where I've been for the last two years. (laughs) (laughs) But I get to, like, actually be on, on this podcast, on the other podcast... I get to I get to be on podcast this week instead of uh, having to uh, do homework while I hear all the other kids outside my headphones uh, playing. So uh, <laughs> that's I, how I would. I, I I thought I was going to be stuck. Uh, I, I honestly thought that I was going to be um, uh, stuck doing that tonight, but then I uh, you know managed to uh, to find some headwinds mm. and uh, and then I'm looking at the clock and it's like. I might actually be able to do this tonight. Yay! <laughs> Victory! And a week of none of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, week of victory, but, you know, no assignments to hand in to get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? You kind of relax a little bit. It, it really is. When, when, is your, when is your semester or quarter or whatever it, it is? It ends over? in April, like middle okay. of April. Like, I think, like, right around Sarah's birthday, actually. Oh, that's and, cool. Um and so uh, then co-op term and all that stuff. So. Oh, yay. A co-op term. Woohoo! We shall see anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, working, blah. What, what good is it? <laughs> uh, you know, that's that was that was kind of a big part of the of the why I, uh, I went. Yeah, on. yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice. I, I hear you. I hear you. I do. <sighs> Anyway, that's what I got, sir. All right, that, I'm going to be over here with this um, this beer can hat on my head. So oh, wow, okay, not really. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to wear that, you might as well be in Panama spring. City. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Travis is really close there. He could probably like let you crash for a you know a night. There you go. I I, I, I don't Bring know where on. any of it is. Yeah. <laughs> probably a balmy 70 degrees down there right now Who knows? <laughs> for you you'll be the one in the thong everybody else is gonna be in parkas exactly <laughs> you know oh. not that people in florida own parkas but you know what i mean <laughs> i know exactly what you mean all right well hi everybody i'm darren noel and tonight i'm like time travel kid yay not a happy time travel though boo you remember the 80s remember what the 80s felt like paul yeah yeah, I do. Back in the eighties, I feel like we're back in the eighties. The existential dread of the eighties is back. But you know what that oh, also means? Yeah. It also means that um, good music is coming. There you go. There and, you and go. really cheesy sci-fi movies are coming. Fantastic. The 80s were the king. Uh, practical effects, cheesy sci-fi movies. Oh, I, I, I can feel my shoulders getting more padded as we speak. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> but that, that would mean I'd have to do high school and college all over again if we repeated the 80s. Yeah, mm. I don't want to do those experiences over again. I think I think we can avoid that. 
because well, we're, well we're, I mean, I'm, I am, I am doing reliving one of them. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you are. I mean, it's it's like doing going back to college is like I'm in a John. Um, what was his name? Hughes. Yeah, thank you, John. I wanted to say John Holmes, and I knew that was wrong. No, no it, it's not like <laughs> really, wrong. really wrong. Uh, a John Hughes movie again, and it's like I've been here before, and I'm kind of taking the side of the principal in the Breakfast right. Club, and that's not where I should be. <laughs> right? It's yeah. It's when you're uh, when you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns, buddy. You get the horns. Speaking of which, Amazon, you still suck. Fix it. Okay, over to you, Travis. <laughs> Hey everybody, uh, this is a little sad one this week. I am pour one out for Juniper, lad. Yeah, uh, Juniper, my dog, who I've mentioned on here many, many times, passed away on Thursday. Um, I don't think I brought it up, but a few weeks ago, we went to the vet for her yearly checkup, and she's been having some issues. And he had told me that they were all basically based on neurological issues, like her nerves and her spine weren't working right. She was having more and more trouble standing, walking. Basically, her heart was good and everything else was bad. Um, breathing issues. And he told me then, he's like, this is her final year. He's like, I don't just want to lay it out there for you. And yeah, yeah. He'd given her some much stronger medicine that I had asked, like, well, what about the side effects? And he's like, well, the t- side effects are long-term, and she doesn't have long-term, so I'm not worried about it. And I'm like, dang, you know. Like, yeah, that's I, for real, yeah, right? When he tells you that, you know mm-hmm. things are coming. But I thought when he said you had less than a year, I'm thinking, okay, I got a year. Mm-hmm. But I did not. She had, she'd had, been having some mini seizures every once in a while where she was mm-hmm. kind of losing control of her body. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, what's crazy is I never take random vacation days. But Wednesday afternoon at work, I'm like, I've been working extra hours. This is crazy. I'm taking tomorrow off. I got a couple things I want to do. I just don't want to work. And I just told my boss, hey, I'm taking the vacation day tomorrow. He's cool with it. So if I hadn't done that, mm-hmm. she wouldn't, no one would have been around, but she had uh, a big yeah. seizure Thursday. Like I got her. She'd normally be staying at my mom's while I'm at work. And my mom wasn't even at home. Like she would have been home alone. No one would have known what happened. Mm-hmm. But I got her and I was at home and she had it right at my feet. And, uh, we ended up at the veterinarian, and you know, a few hours later, she still couldn't stand, walk. Her yeah. eyes were not really registering movement. She couldn't lift her head and keep it up. It was oh. just, it was bad. Mm. It was yeah. really bad. So anyway, we made the decision, and she's gone, and I've been sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, I started actually picking up some stuff off the floor washing some blankets and she had multiple beds. She was spoiled rotten. I don't know if y'all knew that. We had an inkling, right? <laughs> but uh, I talked to the, the groomer that uh, been cutting her hair since I've had her. Mm-hmm. And I always liked them. They really took good care of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put her in like a, when she was done, they put her in one of the giant pens for like big dogs just because she was old and special to them. Mm. And, uh, I said, hey, can you use these potty pads, these beds, all this? Because I don't want them to go to waste. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. So mm. I'm going to bring all that uh, sometime this week. But uh, her main bed and food dish are going to stay where they're at for a while. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so pour one out for Juniper. Pour one out. Indeed. Indeed. And, uh, over to you, Michael. 
Well, that's uh, a little hard to follow up, so I will be a lot lighter. Uh, this week I was vacation lad. Um, well, not really, because oh. I lost track of my vacation hours. And at my company, we have a limit of how many vacation hours you can have in the bank. And I was not paying attention. And I got to the point where uh, getting vacation would put me over the limit. So what they do is anything that you would have gotten over the limit, you just don't get. And Wait, what? They don't even pay you for them? No, they, nope. they do the same to us. Yeah. No, if you have, uh, I have a, so a cap of 200 hours. And if I go over 200, well, if I hit 200 hours, then I just don't get. You anything. just stop accruing them. Right. But I accrue at the rate of about three hours per month or per week. And uh, I was at like 198 and a half hours, 199 hours. And so I got the one, but the two I lost. Mm. So uh, that's on me. The The man got one over on you. They got one over me. Um, I know that you guys would not be shocked to hear this, <laughs> but I have a spreadsheet to keep track of my vacations. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so specifically, I don't run into this case, but I forgot to update it over the last few weeks, and so here we are. So now I have to take about three hours a week of vacation just to stay under my limit which means, like, I can... What, indef- indefinitely? Uh, basically, yes. Until you take another real vacation? Unless you take a long vacation and right. try to bank some vacancy time, yeah. Right, so I took I took eight hours last week, and I used it, like, two hours a day to get in early, take a long lunch, and leave early. Or get in early, take a long lunch, and leave early. Um, but until I take a vacation that is, like... A couple of days mm-hmm. that stuck on three hours a week of charging vacation just so I don't go over. So that's why I'm vacation lad, and that's why it's not as good as it sounds. <laughs> take, take more Absolutely. vacations seems to be the well, the yeah, problem with taking vacation is you have all the work left over that you yeah. therefore piles up. So well, no. more work when you get back. That's right. I forget you guys have real jobs. Well, <laughs> you know. Not that. It's that during 2020 and 2021, there was kind There's, of a limit on how yeah. much vacation you yeah. can take. And so for the first time in the four years that I've been working there, I got to the point where, okay, it's piled up and I haven't used it. And now it's use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's uh, 37 hours a week of work for me, lad. For the- <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then people get snide about, why are you gone? See, at, at where I work, they always do the accrual. Uh, we do it month to month, but it only matters if we go over when we cross over the calendar year. Right. Uh, so everyone is gone in December. <laughs> because there's like no time to take right weeks right yeah that and, you're and, accruing time for and like this yeah. is part of our benefits you if you're if you're not taking your vacation time you are leaving money on the table yeah 
not only that, you're working for free. Exactly. So mm. don't do that. Do not do that. And I, I just took time to go to Disney, and I'm, I'm back up to um, uh, 302 hours at the end of this month. That's a lot. I can't take enough to, to burn it down because I earn 14 hours a, a month. Mm. So I've got to be gone like two days to like do the negative each month. <laughs> and even then, it's only two, two hours of neg- negation per month. Yeah. So... Oh, that's in my time for Dragon Con. Woohoo! <laughs> so that's uh, Vacation Lab this week. Uh, over to you, Jim. Hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell, and this week I've been Ancient Donut Lad. Oh. <laughs> yes, well. Did you eat an ancient donut? And why are you well, still alive? <laughs> you could say that. So for the last couple of years, I've been anticipating, you know, as a young millennial, I'm obsessed with video games. Uh, and for the last two years, I've been very hotly anticipating the latest release from From Software called Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh-huh. a, it's the latest in a long line of fantasy RPGs, uh, action RPGs, and they're all great. Uh, starts with Demon Souls, and then there are three Dark Souls games, and then there's Bloodborne. Oh, they're all that series. Got it. They're all okay. a, they're all a very particular kind of RPG. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stats and a lot of derivative stats. Yay. And you die a lot. Uh, oh, the whole yeah. the whole the whole game loop is that you basically to learn how to play, you have to keep dying and restarting over and over again back to checkpoints. And it's brilliant and it's one of my favorite game franchises of all time. Um and this latest one is the 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 new rub for this latest one is that it's an open world game, so it's massive, just gigantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't usually like open world games. But I'm liking this one a lot, and I've had it since Thursday, and I'm pretty sure I've sunk about 15 hours into it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, to be fair, it's only because work got in the way. But I got the next two days off, so I'm gonna make up for some lost time. Uh, this game is like 100 hours long. I was gonna say, is that a lot of time or a little time that you put into it? Oh, that's a little time. These games run like a uh, 60 to 100 hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, long, I'll be working at this game. for like for the next month. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, games are fun if you got time. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Well, they're fun even if you don't have time. I suppose that's true too. Yes. That's it for me. I think that's everybody. Well, that is awesome. Hey, is there any Legion news this week? <laughs> there's there's one piece of news. Wow. Well. Uh, and that piece of news is. The May solicitations came out, and Justice League versus Legion number three was announced as coming out on May fifteenth. So mark that on your calendars. Wait, number three? Yes. So only the first two issues had previously been solicited. Uh, Somebody I thought three had been, but I guess not. It skipped. I, that a month, was right? the thing. That's that was the thing where we noticed. Hey, it hasn't been solicited yet, and mm-hmm. that was uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three, three was not solicited, and then they pushed two back, and that's coming up on March eighth. So we've got one in January, one in March, and one in May, and it's looking like a bi-monthly. Got it. Yep. And that is the Legion news that I have. There's Ooh, nothing yeah. wrong with being bi-monthly. I'm just glad that they're openly bi-monthly. Yeah, I hate a closeted bi-monthly book. I don't think we're going to cover it in depth. Did we talk about Justice League Annual 2022? 
No. Should we? No. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't read it. It doesn't yet. have the Legion in it. I don't I mean yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> I mean it, they sure talk the, they sure talk about a Legion well a Legion there a lot. Is it you, is it something that would go good before the issue two? Probably. It's probably worth summarizing. Okay. It's not it's All not right. significant, it's it's connection. Well why don't we summarize it in that episode when we do the second yeah that, that makes That's, sense so it's coming out the eighth it's a what a week away two weeks uh episode wise yeah two episodes yes, but we we will be covering it on uh or it'll that uh, episode 701 because we've got right. something special for episodes yes. right <laughs> all right then Just all right one. well very cool very cool all right um yeah, so uh, so yeah, Legion news is light. <laughs> a light drizzle of Legion a, news, a, if you a, will. <laughs> a light drizzle, a light, yeah, it's a uh, a soup song. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right, so then let's um, get into it. Into oh, is that my cue? I yeah. thought, I thought, okay. Never mind. Never mind what I thought. I'm, I'm not good at thinking. So we're doing Legion of Superheroes <laughs> number 57 tonight. That's not what we pay for, Darren. We pay uh, you to look good. Yeah, well, you, you, you're owed a refund today, sir. Because <laughs> My mom actually said, I like your hair longer when I went to visit her. I'm like, is this a bad time to tell you I'm planning on getting it cut after payday? <laughs> <laughs> and then she... she like a good southern woman said, I will smack the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> like oh, 83. I think I can dodge you. I think <laughs> I can bob and weave around that. that slap. Thank you. Uh, well, bless her heart, Darren. I, uh, all the time. Got to bless my mom's heart. She is a cyborg after all. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Who knows what things the doctor put in her. She might be Jamie Summers for all I know. That's a deep cut for 1970s TV kids. Nice. Okay, so a call to arms. Legion of Superheroes on the cover. We have uh, Timberwolf, um, who is in his red. Everyone got ponchos in this redesign, apparently. Uh, Timberwolf has a red poncho over his red and white. <laughs> Laurel King uh, was ahead of her time. Totally exactly. ahead of her time. But they're all wearing clothes underneath theirs. Even uh, Laurel uh, Gand up there in her poncho with bikini bottoms and thigh-high boots. <laughs> Thank you, Frank Frazetta for, or, and Mike Grell for the inspiration. Um, and there's um, Wave in the back there. There is a Green Dragon in the front, which we know is Ultra Boy. Emerald and, Dragon. And, oh, Emerald Dragon. Sorry. Emerald Dragon. Ooh. To go with the Emerald Empress, I'm sure. And we have Fleeter Web, and we have a four-armed wound uh, <laughs> who reminds me a lot of Goro from uh, Mortal Kombat here. Well, he reminds me of various Liefeld creations. Oh. And cyber and cyber force. Good. That's not good. That's not good at all. He he doesn't have a name in this issue, so can we call him forewarned? We can call him forewarned, or coon to be named later, or coon who shouldn't really be appearing in this episode. Oh, take a drink. Take a drink. Um, Let's see what you did there. The cover credits say Tom McCraw, Christopher Taylor, and Dave Cooper, but which one of those are our art uh, Stuart Eminem? I'm assuming. And Ron, and Ron Boyd with Ron Tom McCall colors. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. I knew you would have that info handy. Yep. Also so, printed on the cover. <clears throat> well, you know. 
I'm actually I'm reading a large version of this off of a site that I didn't pay for. <gasps> take that, boy. take that, Amazon. I'm a bad boy tonight. Okay, so we open up and we are at Zolnar, the home of the UP Military Academy, and we have um, a gentleman in the background. We'll get to who that is in a minute because he is familiar to us. And he says, "Okay, cadets, here's the drill: take out the bots." And we have uh, three characters taking out bots. And um, one of them appears to be Rush, at least looks to be Rush, the uh, right. character from yep. a while ago. Um, the, I think the other one might be Hadric, that um, Kuhned magic nope. user. No, uh-huh. am I wrong? Uh-huh. Okay. He's named like him. Uh, shortly. Oh, he's named he's, Shortly. Uh, and yeah, then we have a winged dragon-ish type looking character. So the, the emo guy with the... Hair, hair over his face mm. is jagged. Okay. And the guy with wings is Dragonfly. Kind of a lot of dragon characters. Uh, in I believe Asian Dragonfly company. is a, a she, not a he. Oh, is it a she? Yeah. Okay, the legs look she, but, you know, it's hard to tell in this art from that distance. And we see the person who's putting them through their paces is Porcupine Pete. Hi, Pete. Hey. How are you? There we go. Recognize that hair anywhere. He's used a lot of moose on it, so it's yes. not as unkempt as it once was, but there you go. <laughs> and um, the the kids are like, come on, gang, let's get him. We'll tear through him quick. And Porcupine Pete's like, cocky kids, program L5 will shake him up. And so he does a, a little breep on his machine, and suddenly the uh, robots are now uh, transforming into Legionnaires, uh, Wildfire, uh, lightning last looks like that's going to be Kent Shakespeare or Impulse and uh, Timberwolf. So and the I, UP does the know it. So the mm-hmm. UP does know what Timberwolf looks like now. Well, the the Legion Academy knows. Who knows if the UP knows? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Darren, the uh, the panel, the first panel with all the robots mm-hmm. um, in their uh, their nineties. Shiny metal with cannons and uh, and yeah. up. The one in the middle has some interlac writing. Yes, he does. Would you like Can to know what it says? Like, it says it, Robo, so I'm assuming the whole thing is robot. Robot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it says R O B O Robo. So uh, you know, oh, I'm assuming there's a T somewhere in there. These and, guys also have some very uh, Gundam esque helmet design oh, the, with the, with we the can big. See, there's there's a lot of '90s influence here on the yeah, robot design, yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, I mean, Gundam is '70s, but sh- sure. Well, uh, right. I'm just saying when it started like coming into comics, right? With the large shoulder pad thing and everything, it's we're getting there for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we see they're transforming into the Legion, and we get Timberwolf who's going after uh, Rush, and Mara says, "Ah, Timberwolf." Christ, Mara, if you can't handle this, then split out of here as uh, the guy who... Uh, jagged. Jagged, thank you, takes care, it looks like, of the Timberwolf robot. And she says, shut up, Jagged, I've met these people. It's not that easy for me to attack them. And he says, cry about it later, just hold up your end. Watch your back, Dragonfly. And there we go, Dragonfly. Thanks, I saw them, and it's uh, Laurel Gand. And uh, Laurel Gand's uh, robot says, course altered. And then Rush is whooshing, you're not losing me, Ultrabot. Um, and then uh, Jagged takes care of the Wildfire and the Kent Shakespeare robots. Scratch two more for me. Damn, I'm good. 
And uh, Mara says, I got one too. That just leaves Celeste. And something says contact. I'm guessing that's Celeste using her powers to womp the uh, cadet. And Mara goes down. Oh, okay, kids, time's up. I'm shutting the program off. And uh, <laughs> what happened out there, Mara? Celeste is my friend. She and the Legion helped me. How could they be traitors? I, I couldn't put my heart into fighting them. I'm sorry. And Porcupine Pete says, Mara, I've known the Legion for years, and I don't and I don't know what to think either, but being in the Academy means we have a job to do no matter who we have to face. And Jagged says, wuss. Mm-hmm. And here comes uh, Lou with some more people. And she says, that's enough, Jagged. I don't blame Mara for being confused. I don't believe the Legion members are traitors either. And we see someone behind Lou. But ma'am, the Legion has been shown aiding the Coons, and they escaped from Weber's world. How can we... How can anyone doubt their treachery? And she says, sigh. Our hearts don't always believe what our eyes tell us, R3Z7. So, Michael, are you going to point out who some of these characters are when the last they appeared? I, I was going to wait till the end of the page, but yes. Okay, go ahead, go ahead Michael. That's fine. Uh, okay, so the woman on the left side of panel one is uh, Zira, that's spelled X-E-R-A. Mm-hmm. She was from the planet Mana 5 and was last seen during the Universal Project in uh, Baxter number 33. Uh, The red guy uh, who looks like he's from Tiraz, R327, is a new guy, or a new character. And the uh, one that I didn't notice the first time around... Looks like a tiger at the bottom there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will find out later that is a Tiger Girl. And if you recall back on the cover of Volume 3, Number 14, when we saw a whole bunch of new characters, uh, there was a woman in red mm-hmm. who Steve Lytle called Tiger Girl. Yep. Oh, wow. So I, rem- I remember her. I'm like, oh, look, another female cat character. Yeah, so... Uh, the character was never uh, given a name in the comics, although Steve had called her Tiger Girl. And I found on the Cosmic Team's website, uh, the artist Christopher, or this issue's artist Christopher Taylor, uh, in an interview confirmed that in the script, uh, she was called Tiger Girl, but it's never actually given throughout the, uh, in the issue. And then uh, the other guy who we're going to get to in the next panel is Vizalad. Uh, and he was last seen in Volume 3, Number 54, uh, which would have been right after uh, Brainiac 5 left the Legion after the conspiracy. Yeah, and he was a member of the uh, Legion of Subs, the second mm-hmm. version for a bit. And he right. joined during the five-year gap, correct? Michael? Correct. Yep. He was in the Academy before that. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we see, uh, you know, uh, New comes in and says that. And um, then we see <laughs> um, someone else say, you're being too sentimental, Lou. So I don't know if this is both Lou's separated because they both have right. the same armbands there. Or if this... Um, should really belong to Porcupine Pete, but they drew Lou there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, 
in because he bottom, already had that intention of saying, "Well, it looks like they're traitors." But, but you see, you see two of them in the bottom of the page as well. So um, okay. both lose. Okay, they're just wearing the same outfit, which makes it very difficult to track. So we have we have Lornu arguing with herself, which is typical of her. Yeah. If anyone was going to do it. Yeah, and there's uh, Chuck, or Bouncing Boy, at the uh, console. And that interlock says B-E-A-D? No, not B-A-D, sorry. B-E-A-R, bear. So, <laughs> someone snuck in some coding here. Because <laughs> Chuck <laughs> is definitely a bear. With that beard, yeah, definitely a bear. And and Chuck says, come on, hun, the Legion's been through tougher problems than this. They'll find a way to clear themselves. Mr. Tane, Mr. Tane, says Busy Lad. What is it? A message from UP Command, sir. The coons have been spotted approaching the Darzel system. And uh, Bouncy Boy says, hmm, we're a lot closer than Stone Boy's team. Busy Lad, tell Fire Lad to assemble a squad. He might have to use a, a few of the newer recruits. Yes, sir. I'm going to. What? Because uh, Lou says, I'm going to. I've got more field experience than Fire Lad. I'm tired of sitting around here. It's time to find out if our friends have joined the coons or not. You with me or not, sis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of like her as solo sister or mono maid. Yeah. So, you know, but I do like the fact that they're fighting. So our uh, scene shifts to the Darzel system, a small remote solar system with only one habitable planet. The system and surrounding sector is owned entirely by Moloch Hanscom, a.k.a. Starfinger, the third. Yeah. Encyclopedia Galactica. And uh, we, we hear, damn, the coons are here already. This changes everything. Okay, everyone, listen up, and it's by or virus talking. According to the files we got on Rimbor, the coons plan to remove Starfinger 3. He could be a financial threat to them by supporting the UP government in a galactic war. And that was back in Legion 55. Lumas, can we get by their ships undetected? And he says, I think so, Vi, but the cloaking field will only hold another three hours. It wasn't built to stay online for such a long time. You heard the man, people. Time is tight. Remember, our goals are to protect Starfinger and stop the coons. Let's kick some coon butt, gang, says Wildfire. And Polestar says, damn dirty coons, teach them a lesson they'll never forget. Yeah, once you put a goatee on a guy, that character's evil. That's just the way it is. And it's pretty much all the Legion who's active right now coming out of the cruiser to attack. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, Laurel and uh, Dragon um, go first. And she says, let's make this fast, Dragon. And I'm with you. And we see them, like, punching up some people. It looks like Starfinger's hired some muscle we can bite into, um, says uh, Tenzel. Evolvo, contact your fellow Lalorians mentally to deal with these meddlers. Right, Tenzel. And then uh, we have, isn't that Karak the Glow? Garak. Garak the Glow. Garak I'm ready. The... the Glow has no fear. Who's who's the woman with Tenzel and Evolvo Lad here? So, uh, Evolvo Lad was last seen during the Magic Wars in issue 62. Mm. Uh, Garak of the Glow was last seen in... Uh, volume four, number 54. And we find out the woman's name later, but she is named Cupid. And the guy in the next panel is Ramjet, who is also a new character. No, Ramjet's a transformer. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, no, he's, uh, Roger he's a, uh, yeah, Roger. Ram, exactly. Roger he's our man. Ramjet. Hero okay. of the nation. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Canadia. Sorry. <laughs> well, not your nation, but you know, no, God, no, not so. my nation. 
Uh, forget it, Garak. Ramjet claims first kill. Eh? Y you're not solid? And uh, it's because he was going after Celeste, and of course she's in her Green Lantern mode. Yes. And um, I can't, I think it's Brainy talking to uh, Pulse, who is yeah. Lightning Lass. And Brainy says, please be careful, Pulse. I'm fine, B5, no sweat. And he says, but. And Virus is there. Tenzel and the Lalorians helping the Coons. And Brainy says, perhaps some form of mind, mind control? Hypothesize later, five. Just step on it. Lights out for you, pal. Whoom! And uh, Wildfire um, zaps someone. I can't really tell who. And he says, ha, you can't harm me, fool. I don't know. So blasting someone with a womb, I think, is close enough. Yeah, it's close Yay, enough. Take, take a drink. I think that's probably Garak, just from the, the tenet of his voice. And we open the next page. Friends and foes. And, uh, <laughs> okay. So we need a bit of a roll call hill here. So we're going to go left and circular starting. Let's just let's just do clockwise. That's easier. Uh, starting with the Volvo lad in the middle at the top. And then we have Jewel, which is Misa slash White Witch slash Amethyst, who knows who's in that body now. Gas Girl of the Heroes of Lalor. Life Lass of the Heroes of Lalor. Timberwolf, uh, Duplicate Boy, Polestar, and Wave. And uh, Gas Girl, Duplicate Boy, and Life Lass were also last seen in issue 62 during the Magic Wars. But you may recall that uh, in this series, number 13, uh, Life Lass, as her, uh, by her name Somi Gan, had been seen on some documents that showed she was a general working with King John in the UP militia. So I guess that's over and she's back in costume here. I guess so. Yeah. Or mind control, right? Wave says, there's too many of these guys, Polestar. Virus's team better not take long. And Polestar says, we can handle it, Wave. Oomph, as he gets decked by uh, Duplicate Boy. Life Lass is using her powers to constrict uh, Timberwolf. I'll squeeze the life out of you. And um, it does sound like she's not feeling herself. That that word balloon doesn't look like she's in control of herself completely. And mm -hmm. Timberwolf's like, grr. And we don't know really what um, the rest of them are doing right now. But that's okay. It was a nice face-off. And then the Legion ship. We see Loomis. Vid scanners show an Academy ship approaching Darzel. One, do you copy? Uh, Vi? Anybody? Damn, stealth mode is probably scrambling communications. Can't reach anybody. Great. So, uh, let's see alert? here. I'm about, I'm about to figure it out oh, here. Sorry. Alert. Uh, K-L-U-N-O. Cunship. So that must be an H. Yeah, K-H-U-N-D-S-H-I-P. Exclamation point. <laughs> What else can go wrong? And uh, we the scene the scene shifts. We don't know where. And uh, someone says, "One left." No, please, I surrender. I can help you, please. And the uh, metal hand comes out and smacks somebody. Whining servant. Starfinger is the only one of value on this planet. Crack, bachoon. Take a drink. Yay! Take a drink. And we see our four uh, ex legionnaires. Really well. I mean, two of them are the original ex-Legionnaires, because there's Veil Mist and Fleeter Web. The other two are new ones, correct? Because we lost both Fire Fist and Blood Claw in yeah. the Kund, uh, or not the Kund War, but the Mordru War, correct? Yes, but... I yeah. thought Fire Fist lived. 
they resurrected Fire Fist. Mm. And I remember that was something that Tom Bierbaum was, uh, was upset about because basically they undid his death even before the issue was over. Ah. And showed him getting uh, more cyborgized. Gotcha. They rebuilt him stronger, faster. Faster. Better, That's stronger, the, fa- yes. That is the second <laughs> deep cut from the 70s we've had. Yeah. And, and of course, forewarned over I think we know what the tomorrow there. picture is going to be, don't we? And of course, forewarned over on the uh, yeah over on the right there. Uh, the forearmed Goru substitute. <laughs> when when did Mortal Kombat came out? I'm curious if it's. I'm sure it is before <coughs> this issue came out. Someone look that up while I continue to read. Mm. And we are in um, Starfinger 3's office. Many have tried to kill me, Kuhn. All have failed. Bold words. Starfinger! But only words. They won't save you. We shall see about that. Starlight, Starbright, guards, kill them. And we see uh, Starlight and Starbright back again from the magic ring of Starfinger. And uh, the, it looks like he's got Gordanian guards mm-hmm. from wow. uh, the Vegan system there. And they say, yes, sir. So yes, uh, go ahead. Star- Starlight and Starbright were last seen in uh, Volume Three, Number Forty Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gordanians were usually seen hanging around uh, New Teen Titans and Omega Men mm-hmm. because they were aligned with the Citadel, the Warlords of Okara, and the Scions. And as best as I could tell, this is their first thirtieth-century appearance. Wow! Uh, da. Look at that. Yes, uh, Starfinger, or should I say? No, don't do it. It's my line. Okay. We'll have to get into contract negotiations. It's not. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, um, he used to be uh, the the number three guy. Used to be Moloch the Merciless, until it was retconned that he was the brother of Lars Hanscom, aka Starfinger One, who was murdered by Charbarain, aka Starfinger Two, who was <laughs> murdered by Starfinger Three. And so the cycle continues. Yes. Uh, you'll you may recall that Starfinger 3 hired Persuader to kill Charborain Jr. on quarantine back in issue 13. He hired Susapaka to steal Starfinger's helmet in the text pages back in issue 27. And he was last seen trying to fix the baseball game in issue 37. <laughs> and yes, thank, you for not, game. thank you for not making me sing. No, yeah. no problem. No problem. <laughs> On Weber's world, security to color kid. The ship is approaching and has been given landing coordinates. ETA is five minutes. Roger, security, we're ready here, I hope, color kid says. Not really used to seeing him without his uh, rainbow across his face like Giffen drew him. I've gotten used to that or that more alien-looking, you know, face. So he's definitely gotten a redesign here for sure. Attention, airlock cycle has begun. Clear docking bay now. Come on, back her up. The bay is cleared and most of the men are in position, sir. All this preparation for one ship. I just hope it's enough, Stone Boy, says King John. Considering who it's for, we can't be too cautious. And uh, the interlock on the side is bay four, I believe, is what that number says. I believe. Uh, This is a mistake, Relnick. They shouldn't be permitted here, says Universo. You voiced your opinion in the Assembly Universal and were outvoted. Now be quiet. And Jean says, I almost agree with Universal. And Stoneboy says, ditto. Everything's ready, Stoneboy. 
Good. Here they come. Warning. Uh, airlock opening for authorized flight BKM-0025. Roar. Go ahead, Travis. I was going to say, that's Color Kid in silhouette, and he's got the color streak across his face. Yeah. So I think they just missed it on the previous page. Mm. Ah, gotcha. Who's who's that with him? Do we find out? I hope we find out. Um, the ship rolls in. Jeez, look at the size of that mother. Activate mooring clamps now. Security, stay on full alert. And the ship is coming in. And, ah, Chairman Relnick, I see we're greeted by an armed escort. It's coons, everybody. Coons everywhere. Merely routine procedure, Pantok, I assure you. Well, now that you're here, perhaps we can finally settle the differences between the Kund Empire and the Federation of United Planets. And he says, perhaps, Chairman. Yes, well, first let's get you settled in. We have our best suites prepared. And Universo thinks to himself, fools, can't they see the mistake they're making? Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, I'm getting some serious Star Trek vibes from this meeting. Anybody else? Uh, the United Federation of Planets? Yeah, well, the United Federation of Planets, and then wasn't it the, the Klingons who came to... Broke peace, and then there was the sabotage on the ship, and there was a big conspiracy amongst the star the Starfleet officers. And Kirk and McCoy went to jail. Yeah, you're not supposed to think about that. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Next page. Since I'm not thinking, uh, we have a Brainiac Five, Emerald Dragon, and Virus. It appears the Coons have been here already. We may be too late to save uh, Star Fing. <laughs> it's like someone tried to cut me off while I was singing. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, it says, hold on, sounds like they're still here. And uh, one of the uh, the, the four, forearmed, is that what we're calling him? Forewarned. Forewarned, says, yeah. my arm, cursed female, I'll, t- I'll tear your head off. And uh, I always forget which one is Starlight and which one is Starbright. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. The, the one that is in the reddish blonde hair says, my energies are low, <clears throat> I must return to the ring. Blast, my guards are falling. Starlight to my side. We must flee. Coming, Master, as she uh, blasts Fail Miss. And she goes, ah, you're going nowhere, Starfinger, except straight to hell. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) Firefist basically uh, shoots him through the table. And we get a no ER and a ploosh. Yeah. Looks like he's dead. Looks like he's dead. That's pretty graphic for like this book. Very graphic for this book, isn't it? But it looks like we know which one is Starlight and Starbright, because he says Starlight to my side, and then the black-haired one answers. That's true. So Star Star Bright is the other one. There we go. There we go. So now we know. And the Legion breaks in. Damn, we're too late, huh? Fire Fist alive. That voice. Well, it sounds like our Legion comrades have caught up with us. Good. Very good. Now I can repay them for leaving me to die! Ka-chow, ka-chow, ka-chow. Legion number 47. Well, let's <laughs> ka-chow, do it, ka-chow, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, and some Kirby Crackle just for fun right in there. And uh, Emerald Dragon says, let's do it, gang. Violet uh, shrinks and Brainy gets popped. Oh, where did his where did his force field belt go? Where is that yeah. all time? Anyway, he give him away. Didn't he give he gave it to um, he gave it to Lornu? But I thought he would have built himself a new one by now. You know, he's I had thought, time. He's I think had, it well, may have been like a personal like sacrifice to give it up. Like he intentionally hasn't rebuilt it. Uh, yeah, some like kind a, of penance thing, I guess. It's a it's a Highlander belt. There can 
only be one or be only oh, one. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, and forewarned says altering your appearance won't save you, Legion. We've been trained to kill you. Then nothing will stop the Empire's domination over the galaxy. Okay, so everybody take a drink for Legion traders because they were Legionnaires. That's right. And uh, hey, not only that, but I mean, no one expected this. So, mm. you know. curse your sudden, sudden but inevitable, but inevitable betrayal. betrayal. <laughs> 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 oh God, five! And Brainy's like, ugh. Um, and uh, who that lady is? And uh, oh, is that Jewel? That's Ju- not Jewel. Sorry, that is Spark, uh, Spark and Glass. It's Spark. With Tenzel, gotcha, oof, I don't know why you joined the Coons, Tenzel, but get off, crack! And then, um, Tenzel's unconscious, and turns out, huh? Chameleon Chief? Of course, he's the one who's on the holovids! Oh, Chameleon Chief, when was the last time we saw him? Wow. We last saw him, uh, (laughs) (laughs) right after the crisis on Infinite Earths, back in, uh, Volume 3, Number 21, uh, you'll recall that he also had the power to change the form of other objects, including himself, just not the same powers as Chameleon Kid, who was one of the super rejects. Mm. He, can, he can change himself and other things. Hmm. Nice. Meanwhile, back on Weber's world, you can't do this to me. We had an agreement. I don't know why Universo is meeting with people while he has his door open. That seems horribly dumb. Yeah, I mean... I'm sorry. It's just like on sitcoms when no one locks the door in New York City. When they walk in and out of people's apartments. Yeah. (sighs) Really? Really, people? Anyway. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's like, you can't do this. We had an agreement. And the data pad responds, one that is no longer binding universes since you let the Legion escape. Their appearance on Rimbor has been most disturbing. Your services are no longer required, Universo. Do not contact us again. And, well, that, that relationship's over. Yeah. And he just thinks to himself, traitorous bastards. Think they can ruin me, do they? They haven't even heard, they haven't heard the end of me. <laughs> He's going to troll his goatee off panel, I'm sure. Definitely. I'll crush them all. Meanwhile, we are back on uh, Darzal. <laughs> And uh, Spider-Girl says, come on, Life Lass, uh, you don't really want to hurt me. Now I've got the Culture Club song in my head. Thank you. Yeah. And Jules says, I need some help here. I can't keep Duplicate Boy on ice much longer. And uh, Wave says, well, you've left me no choice. Sorry, kid. And she grabs a, a rock and smacks her across the face with it and knocks Life Lass out, which handles all the problems with all the wires and such. Hang on, Jules. I'll, hey, Pulse, heads up. And it's Gara! It's a Volvo lad who has devolved into his caveman form. And she says, if you think turning Cro-Magnon will stop me, Evolvo, you're in for a... Shock? My light last powers? But how? What's happening to me? Spark says. Mm. Your powers won't take me down, fool. And Laurel Kent uh, gets behind the guy and says, in that case, going up! (laughs) And, um, of course, this is a guy who was attacking Polestar. And uh, he goes, Ugh, damn it, Laurel, I didn't need your help. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I thought, and Polestar is like, save it. We got other problems right now. Look, hold it right there, Coons. And here come the uh, cadets. Okay, cadets, fan out and take them down. Watch for the Legion. They may be here, too. We know Chlorophyll Kid. Let's just go already. So that's Chlorophyll Kid 
Sans his green skin look, and with blonde hair instead of leaves. Okay, I get it. But we, we don't know. We don't know who that guy in the white is with the little green um, floppy. I, I thought that was Garrick the glow. Oh, is guy. that? Yep. Uh, That's who I thought that was. I may be well, wrong, would... but yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. I missed them on the. Uh... Well, so I don't know what those floppy disks are then, but... Yeah, no idea what that is. <laughs> but that's what it is. The Chlorophyll Kid says that, and then we see the cadets uh, start to take on. We see Tiger Girl morph into a tiger. So, yeah, if that's who that is, that's who that is. Sweet. And we see the other um, cadets start to fan out to tackle what's going on. Meanwhile, on Daxum... What? <laughs> A world once teeming with life, now left in ruins from glorious anger. And we see, uh, can we call him Monel? No, we've got to call him mm. Valor, don't we? Not mm. yet. At this point, yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, Valor says, um, stay back, Tasmia, this psycho's dangerous. And he's, of course, there with Shadowlass, and he's Wham, Barash. And Shady says, I can protect myself, Lar. Why do you have to show up here of all days? And it's Dev M, the guy who blew up the moon. There we go. Yes. So we we last saw Dev M when he was in stasis on Leela McCauley's asteroid back in issue 39. And Dev M says, Daxon was my world too, Valor. That gives me as much right as you to be here on the anniversary of its death. I didn't escape McCauley's world to be turned away by you. And Valor says, that doesn't excuse your past behavior, Dev M. Your presence here fouls the memory of our womp people. And we see Shady, Monel, and Devem have been transported somewhere. He's like, "Is this some sort of trick?" Well, there's Interlac. Does that give us any clues? Um, N D L T O. No. No, not really. Not really. I, I assume this is a living Daxum. Is my assumption. What 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 this is now that I have seen the next panel on the next page? This is the beginning of Zero Hour. Well, it's, it's, the the page is white, so yeah. Well, the the panel is white, and then they go into this new timeline where Daxum is actually full of people and thriving, and then just as instantly pop out of that, and they're back to where they were. But now they're gone. What's going on? And Dev M says, "That's what I want to know." And Dev M is in his pre-crisis costume. He's got his hair back. Yep. His Kryptonian. Yeah, his Kryptonian costume. Yeah. This is gonna give me reason to drink, people. So we've been, so talking, about this. We're gonna, we've been talking about this for a while, but now it's getting serious. We're, we're heading into zero hour here. <laughs> Basically, uh, or, this issue has every Legion ally except for the Wanderer showing up. I was gonna say, this issue appears to be very stuffed with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is very much a stuffed issue, for sure. But uh, as as we had started to talk about before the episode, I hadn't remembered that the zero hour time shenanigans had started this early in the series. And how, uh, how far are we away from zero hour? How many issues so, before Legion starts getting official zero hour? So this is Legion, Legion fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, issue sixty is End of an Era Part Three. Uh, which starts uh, part one starts Legionnaires number 17 and we'll be getting to number 15 uh, in a few weeks. But um, end of an era uh, parts one and two came out 
June fourteenth of ninety four, and right now we're Mar- This came out March twenty second of ninety four. So yeah, we're getting close. So, we're yeah, getting with very three, close to this now. Three months away. <clears throat> Back on Darzil one, we have Tiger Girl go roar, and uh, Timberwolf says, "Geez," and they call me Furball, and we see Gas Girl's doing her thing. Gas, cough, cough, can't breathe. Ah. Um, and uh. Timberwolf says, I hope you've had your shots, Kitty. You're going to need them. <laughs> all, di- all the distemper. And Violet's like, B5, 5, answer me. And he's like, I'm alive by suit, save me, but losing hydromutable gel helps me move. Um, so that's that's the gel that's spurting out of him. It's not blood. And we see um, Duo Damsel and I, f- I don't know who that is. Maybe Lamprey come in? Yes. Uh, okay. Lam- Lamprey was last seen in volume three, number 47. Okay. All right, Coons, freeze. And Firefist says, Scrag it. Now what? UP Military Academy, you're under arrest. First the Legion and now you punks. I grow tired of these interruptions. And lose like the Legion? Fry him, Fire Lad, um, says Lamprey. And uh, Fire Lad starts whooshing people. Fire, unk! And that's Emerald Dragon doing that. And, uh, forewarned guy says try to cook me will you and emerald dragon goes you know flying consider your flame snuffed out as he whaps fire lad watch out lornu i can take care of myself lamprey as uh firefist is kachow and coughing all over the place and then emerald dragon grabs uh the forewarned guy and says forget about me oomph pal Whoomp. i got their leader my cannon arm damn you female <laughs> says firefist <laughs> He must have uh, clogged up. I'll stop. Eh? A force field? And um, that must have been from... Oh, look. Brainy's doing it. Look at that panel. Yeah. That force field's from Brainy, so he has the force field belt. What the well, heck? He, he just forgot to use it before. Yeah, he's, I blame, I bl- I blame Zero Hour. Yeah. And uh, Firefist says, Legion's gaining the advantage. We must leave. Bale must teleport us away. But Master I, enough of your whining, woman. Do it. Okay, forearms. Let's end. Damn. Maybe forearms was actually his name. Oh, can't focus. Force field blocking my powers. Fleeterweb. Forget him. Let the fool rot with our enemies. And Fleeterweb goes, no. You know, I actually do think that might be the case, seeing as forearms is hyphenated and bold. It might be his name, as opposed to a nickname that Ultra Boy came up with. Yeah. Sure. And Lornu pulls a gun on the Legion and says, the rest of you hold it. And Ultra Boy slash Emerald Dragon says, not now, Lornu, they're getting away. I don't want to hear any of your... And Violet uh, slides up and says, we don't have time for this, Lou, and whacks her. And she says, Vi? The other Lornu says, Vi. The other one is unconscious. Outside, duplicate boy here? Uh, R3Z7, <laughs> he's got a funny look in his eyes. Do as I command, duplicate boy. Kill them. Yes, and it's clear that a, a Kund is commanding Duplicate Boy. Cupid, prepare for teleportation. Next time you're mine, fool. And that was a conversation with uh, Laurel, I take it. Duplicate Boy, prepare for teleportation. Understood, but before I leave, he crunches one, an arm <laughs> on his way out. That's it. R327! Um, who is that's That's Jagged, right? Yeah. 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 And um, he says, that's it, you coons are dead! And he throws stuff over to Garak. 
and says, ha, watch your aim, boy, or you may learn a costly lesson. Jagged, know your, ah, it looks like um, a guy who reminds me of the Warden of Labyrinth. Because uh, the yeah. eyeball's in the center, but that's not him, right? It's not him, no. His, okay. We see his name in the next panel. Okay. Jagged, know your ag! And he's like, no. And um, a, Dur- a Durlin, who may be Yira, who knows, says Ring Toss. So that's his name, Ring Toss. Because he's or tossing was. rings out of his head. Yeah, it was. Oh, my. Yeah. Hate kicking you guys when you're down, Chlorophyll Kid, as Wildfire says, kaboom! Take a Yay, drink. take a drink. And we're not taking it because his suit exploded. Let's be clear here. Yes. It's because he's blasting chlorophyll, kid. Indeed. But we got a ship to catch. I know. I know we can't risk losing the coons now, but yeah, I know, Neon. I ain't too proud of myself either. Because they went up against people that they have been allies before with. And inside, please, Lou, you don't understand. We and um, Fire Lad is getting uh, the Ultra Vision or the Flash Vision from Ultra Boy slash Emerald Dragon. Let's see you switch to Invulnerability, Hothead. Yow! And Lou says, understand what? That you're working for the Coons? You're right, Vi. I don't understand. And there's a big boom. And it's near Lamprey. Whoa, what the? Move it, team. The Coons have bolted. We got to go. And Polestar says, if anybody tries to stop us, I'll easy, pal. These guys ain't the enemy. Brainy says, Vi, I'm bringing Fleeter Web with us. It may prove beneficial. Fine, just let's get out of here. Sorry, Lou. Maybe one day we can explain everything to you. Take care. All right, we're in pursuit. Wait, Loomis, there's two ships. Get a fix on both of them. Nice fight, Fuzzy. I just love it when you get big and furry, says Jewel to Timberwolf. Misa? Did that Hmm. actually happen? Hmm. And uh, Laurel says, is it my imagination or is Misa getting real friendly? (laughs) And and Vi says, that's the least of our worries right now, Laurel. And uh, Brainy says, hmm, a titanium mental restrictor. I suspect Fleeter Web has been under the coon's control for some time. Five, you learned something about our coon friend? I don't believe he is a coon virus. What about the Academy, says Wave? Won't they be following us? I wouldn't worry about them. I took their ship's polarium generator while they were busy with you, And uh, says Loomis. And Vi, one ship's headed toward New Earth. The other one's targeted Weber's world. Way to go, Loomis. My theory about the Lalorians must be true now that I've removed the mental restrictor. And Fleeterweb says, Weber's world, you must hurry. Firefist plots to blow up the planet. If he succeeds, the galaxy will fall easily to the Coons. Uh-oh. And Vi, Vi says, I guess that's our answer. Loomis plot a course for Weber's world. But what about New Earth? We have to risk it, Rock. Keeping the UP intact is more important. And Polestar says, you're wrong, Vi. We can't just ignore New Earth again. We don't have a choice. It's my decision, Rock, so live with it. Vi! Oh my god, look at me! I'm I'm a kid, says Ayla. Holy nass. And she is a kid. And Vi says, it's okay, hon, relax, I'm here. Vi, look at me, what's happening? I'm getting younger! Brainy thinks it's a weird after effect from Gloris' attack. We didn't want to alarm you. Uh, Vi, you're not going to like this. What's wrong now? Rock just took off in the ship's mini-pod. Loomis tracks yep. him heading for New Earth. Damn that man! What's gotten into him? hes It's almost like he's a different person! Cue the foreshadowing bell. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah! Meanwhile, the time stream. Holy fuck! This, this issue goes everywhere! Yep. Why was I not briefed on this? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think it was wise to bring me, Ron. The time paradox that this could... Create. Believe me, Circadia, if I'm right about my findings, it won't matter. 
What do you mean? See for yourself. Blessed ages. What is that? It could be the end of everything. And we see the rainbow of the time stream spiraling into uh, a black hole of nothingness. A, of cur- of a great darkness, perhaps. Oh, yes. A very great darkness. And uh, I believe the last time we saw Circadia Senius, he was about to die on Earth, correct? That is correct. He was mm-hmm. last seen being dead. In the aftermath of the moon's destruction. That's right, he was. And what about Rond? So they, had just, they, they had just launched a satellite to replace the moon's tidal forces, right? Yep. Right. So Rond had run off in a time bubble uh, back in issue 53. And doing the math, issue 53 was 11 days ago. Um, but I assume being in the time stream messes with your per- personal timeline. So... <laughs> Uh, I guess he grabbed the time bubble, ran back to get Circadius Senius to show him the Kirby crackle in the time stream. Mm, interesting. It, in fact, the fact that um, he says that it wasn't wise to bring me the time paradox it could create does suggest that this guy's from a different point in time. It does, yeah. Yeah. But he so he's still dead. That, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he so, was dead, but he got better. Is that what you're uh, saying? Well... No, Holy he God. was no. dead, and he stayed dead. This is a different time version of him. Yeah, he's a... He died when he died. But it's Circadius Senior, so you know that he's saying, oh no, Ken's going to kill me. No, calling you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. It was a tie. Okay, kids, a fish called Wanda has now reared its head into the... Tangentially a Python reference, it's, so it's, take half a drink. It's, it's Python adjacent. It is Python <laughs> adjacent. <laughs> Credits: Tom McCraw, co-plotter, words, colors: Christopher Taylor, pencils; Dave Cooper, inks; Stuart Eminent and Ron Boyd, co-plotters; Bob Pinaha. Is that right? Pinaha. Mm-hmm. Letter: yes. Mike M- McAvaney, assist; Casey Carlson, editor. There we, there go. we go. Hmm. There we have it, kids. I liked the uh, I liked Christopher Taylor in this. That was uh, it was neat. It had elements of um, of a bunch of the uh, the t- the creative teams that have been on the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super fond of his art. It's I, I guess it's it depends on what book he's on, but I just didn't like him on this book. Okay. Well, he had a lot of people to draw. Oh, my God. And he's gotten way better. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. This is, what, 1994, so it's been 30 years. I will say I I like his art style. It definitely needs, you know, it it needs some refinement, which I assume it gets over time Mm -hmm. uh, as, you know, as time goes on. Um, I think it is – I think this issue in particular – has a lot more action than Legion's had in a while, mm-hmm. and like good, good action. And that's that's probably part of what I liked about it was that yeah. it's exactly that. It's just kind of unfortunate that so many characters are in this issue because they're clearly trying to like get to something where everyone needs to make an appearance. Well, and we'll find out what that is soon. It's the end of the book and the end of the continuity, right? It's so the every, everyone gets their last, you know, hurrah. I, I believe, point. Darren, it is the end of everything. 
the end of everything. It's, One might call it the end of an era. Or or the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Said the eighties are back, kids. There it is. There it so is. That's as, that's the issue. There you go. As long as, long as the ne- next issue does not start with uh, birds and snakes and airplanes, then we should be. We're okay. all right. We're all right. It looks like it looks like Vi is on the cover, and she she has to cut the red wire. It looks like. Oh right! Yes, I remember that. Yes, of this, of this uh, series. So yeah. There we go. Very nice. All right. Let's just. Uh, what do we got? What do we got, folks? Let's just check it out. So we've got, um, you know, zero hour impending, mm-hmm. as always, because that's what it does. And um, sorry, I was just checking the mailbag. <laughs> we, we are clear. Do we have letters? Lots we do not. Letters. We do not, in fact. So, folks, you need to send us letters. No letters. Aww. I have the uh, Legion class of 66 to talk about. Yes. Oh, yeah. Go for it. So uh, this one, uh, I predict, is going to be very tough Mm. uh, for the voters. Uh, Last week's group of 1965 uh, included the first non-hero as a winner, uh, Computo. Uh, won the class of 65, a few votes ahead of Glorith, who I figured would be the winner. Uh, Computer had 15, Glorith had 12, and then Insect Queen and Paul Crane each had 10. So it was fairly close. Um, however, in the class of 1966, there are a whopping 24 entries this week. Um, and it's going to be tough because 1966 had the debuts of feral lad princess projectra karate kid nemesis kid uh that group universo and ron vidar rj brand all of the fatal five and the kuns all in 1966 oh my you don't want to maybe you know break it in half no can year by year that's the rule that's the rule make your decision so uh, we have this <laughs> this week. We have to choose from Calamity King, Color Kid, Doctor Regulus, Emerald Empress, Feral Lad, Karate Kid, The Kuns, The Luck Lords, uh, Mano, Nemesis Kid, Persuader, Prince Evilo, Princess Projectra, Professor Huxton, R.J. Brand, Ron Vidar, Shadow Kid, The Space Canine Patrol Agents. Sugin, Therok, Universo, Validus, White Witch as the hag. Holy so, crap. Yep. Yeah. Now, hold on. This Shadow I, Kid I, is... I'm going to stay away from bad. Professor Huxtable, that's for sure. Yeah, ooh, ooh. Yeah, do that. Yeah. This Shadow Kid is, is or is not Grav Malor. It is the character who showed up with blue skin, who they later said, you know, we ought to make that retroactively uh, Grev. Mm. So, yes, this mm. is... So this, this would is, be Grev Maller. Yep. This is the person who will later be known as Grev Maller. <laughs> gotcha. Soon to be known as... <laughs> person yes. not appearing in this comic book. Exactly. So, uh, good luck, and uh, <clears throat> may the best or worst win. Absolutely. Well, that is awesome. You know, and I mean, when we're looking back at these characters, 
it uh, really shows uh, me that we're diving deep into the uh, Legion's history. Uh, Speaking of which, Michael, what happened this week in Legion history? You know, you could just ask him. He'll tell you. I, I, I did. That's, that's how I ask him. <laughs> <laughs> this is Segway Lad's one and only job. Exactly. All right. This week in Legion history, 60 years ago, 1962, uh, Action Comics number 287, Supergirl helps the Legion fight the positive man, only to find out that it's the chameleon men, who are not the ones from Durla, uh, have impersonated the Legion in order to project Supergirl and Wizzy into the Phantom Zone. And Wizzy is the 30th century descendant of Streaky, but we never see him again. Uh, it's okay, it all works out in the end, and you can listen to the recap back in episode 7. Whoa. That long ago. 55 years ago, 1967, Adventure Comics, 355. Superman and the Adult Legion battle the Legion of Supervillains and are successful due to the aid of the descendants of Lex Uther and Mr. Mixes Pitalik, who are admitted as new members. And that was episode 59. 50 years ago, 1972, Superboy 185. It was a 100-page giant, uh, which reprints Adventure 323, the one where Prody has devised the game to figure out who should be the next Legion leader. Saturn Girl solves it to earn her second term. And that was recapped back in episode 32. Oh. 40 years ago, 1982, DC Special Blue Ribbon Digest number 22 is a special Secret Origins theme. Uh, this reprints Adventure 348, in which Dr. Regulus first attacks, and we learn the secret origin of Sunboy. And that was back episode 52. 52! 52. 52. 20 years ago in 2002, in The Legion number 5, Earth's moon is targeted as the latest stage of human evolution. Sadly, the Legion may not be around to stop it, after the latest attack from the galaxy's most powerful political figure. If there's one thing he's going to learn, however, it's not to count the Legion out. And look for this one in late 2027. 15 years ago, 2007, Supergirl and the Legion number 27. The Legion and the Wanderers fight back against the Dominators who have unleashed an AI virus that has taken control of every piece of machinery on Earth, including the Legion flight rings and teleporters. Meanwhile, it's revealed that the Dominators have kidnapped Sunboy and Terra Firma, analyzing their DNA to create superpowered Dominators to invade the Earth. And Paul's daughters will handle this in yeah. 2029. <laughs> I'll show them. Uh, also, 2007, uh, animated show, uh, season one, episode 11, called Change of Chain of Command. When disaster strikes Lightning Lad's home planet of Winneth, the Legion is called to help. Lightning Lad's efforts to take charge are thwarted, however, when log-absent Legion leader Cosmic Boy arrives with an, an enigmatic new hero named Arrow Lad. And we'll get to this eventually. <laughs> eventually. Uh, ten years ago, <clears throat> 2012, Legion of Superheroes, The Choice. Uh, collects volume six, one to six, picking up on threads from Superman and the Legion of Superheroes storyline and tying into events from Green Lantern Corps. 
this collects the first six issues of the new series, which is the unwelcome debut of new Legionnaire Earthman, the kidnapping <laughs> Saturn Girl and Lightning Lads twins, the revelation of a new Green Lantern, and much more. And if you really want, we covered that, and by we, I mean they, because I wasn't there, mm-hmm. uh, between episodes 85 and 108. Also in 2012, uh, Secret Legion Secret Origin number five. As their adventures rocket them into the public eye, the Legion must still contend with new threats to their worlds. While attempting to seek help from the century of superheroes, they find themselves locked out of time and discover a clue to who is behind the forces terrorizing their homes. And that was episode 187. And finally, five years ago in 2017, Justice League Volume 3, Number 16, Timeless Part 2. Scattered across time, the individual members of the Justice League must fight their way back to the present from the ancient past and distant future to stop the timeless from erasing Earth's greatest heroes from history itself. Uh, while in the future, Cyborg, I think it's that's who it was, meets a young Brainiac 5. Anybody remember if it was Cyborg or somebody else? I don't recall. I uh, yeah, can't say I was um, on on that one. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was the question? In uh, in the Justice League Volume Three, Number Sixteen, when the Justice Leaguers were scattered across time, one of them ended up in the future, meeting the young Coral Docs uh, way b- when he was still like a, a, a ten year. Right. This is vaguely familiar, but I also don't know. Well, I will, unless Travis... Uh, I can't remember. No. I feel like I, it's the kind of thing Batman would do. I don't remember who it was, but someone hopefully will, will remind us. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that was that. And so that is This Week in Legion History. Wow. There we go. All kinds of crazy stuff happening with... Someone who may or may not have been cyborg um, visiting the future. Um, I, I thought they were just going to have him join uh, the uh, the Legion because that's kind of what they do with cyborg now. They just have him join all the other teams um, and retroactively be a founding member. And retroactively be a founding member, indeed. Yeah. So, um, so there you have it. All right, folks. So. You can tell us your thoughts on uh, on the art in this issue or just the whole idea of this Legion on the Run storyline. Where you think they would have gone if they hadn't got zero houred. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you can send all of that stuff to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And um, it's spring break, guys. I, I got uh, that pink fuzz is all over the place in here (laughs) and we will see you all next week party